0: Welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I am White Owl. This is Hoffman. It's Pandora. And today we have a special, special episode. Um, It's a a bit of a bonus episode. Uh, You will notice that it's going to be posted uh, prior to our usual Monday post. Um, But uh, we definitely here felt that this is something that uh, we should discuss And um, uh, I definitely give a little bit of warning that uh, some of the subjects we will be talking about, um, it's a bit of an adult type of... Earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs. We need earmuffs in this situation. For the kids, for the kids. Um, So, uh, as of recent news, uh, a lot of you may know of uh, Chris uh, Cornell's death. And so we're gonna start on that and uh, we're gonna jump on um, Chester uh, from Lincoln Park and you know, the theory that's uh, circulating on the internet uh, of, you know, big cover up. So we'll definitely start here with uh, the very beginning, which is on May 18th, 2017, as a security guard kicks down a locked room Um, from uh, Chris Cornell who was not responsive to his uh, calls from his wife. So his wife calls uh, a security guard and says, hey, look, I'm trying to get in contact with Chris. He's not responding. Um, Can you go and check on him? So security guard, the bodyguard goes up uh, to his room and checks on Chris. And after several attempts, uh, you know, knocking on the door and being loud, uh, he's not able to respond. And so the uh, bodyguard here kicks down the door, you know, trying to get in there. And we have here uh, the bodyguard, you know, getting in there and discovering uh, Chris Cornell's body. And so uh, we'll we'll post some of the, um, the findings and the timeline of this. And so. Uh, He sees that he's been, uh, he's hung from, I guess, from the door. The way he's described is he had a exercise band wrapped around his neck, uh, which was looped to the door. And we have photos of all this. Yeah, like some kind of clip to the door, right?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I have all the photos for these. So uh, if you guys like, we can post them. There's also a uh, picture of a uh, ticket. Uh, apparently on it for his way
0: home and it looks like it's torn up. A ticket
2: it like a... Like
0: a airplane? Yeah. Took it. Get... Hmm. Pretty good. Um, so... Uh, his um, security guard releases him from his band and kind of, you know, uh, tries to perform CPR. Um, you know, try to resuscitate. And he's... I mean, he's unresponsive I and mean, he's pronounced dead at the scene and so uh, if you fast forward to july 20th uh, for chester um from lincoln park uh in palos verdes california uh, he is also found uh dead hung and it, it happened to be the birthday of chris cornell as well and so You know, we have the audio of the phone call that's being uh, made by the driver of Chester. And so, you know, we'll definitely also post that uh, on our Facebook and Twitter uh, so you could hear the uh, call, which you could also hear the housekeeper uh, speaking to uh, Chester's wife, uh, to Linda, and you hear the... The cries in the back um, uh, from the housekeeper, and you definitely hear, you know, the the emotions there, um, and you feel them. And so, well the information that we have here is the uh, the driver speaking to to the operator for nine one one, trying to give the location of uh, the residence here of Chester and. Well, you'll get to hear it, and he seems to be uh, a little lost of where he he's at, uh, even though he's the driver, and you kind of want to know your street location, address, of whoever you're picking up, and you would think the driver would know that type of information.
1: He, he was the band's driver. He wasn't some, like, Uber driver. Yeah, he wasn't just
0: any regular, you know, driver off the street. He was definitely the band's driver. And uh, you hear him. Um, he's uh, speaking to the operator as calmly as he can, uh, describing what is being told to him. Essentially, he he doesn't go into the house um, himself. He's he's basically describing what the housekeeper tells him. And so the housekeeper, you know, comes out from the house and says, you know, he's dead. Um, he's dead. You know. And so she she finds him, you know, hung. Again, um, and so, uh, and it's um, pretty, you know, horrifying, I guess, to, to find somebody that, you know, you've cared for and, and been integrated into the family uh, for such a long time um, as this housekeeper. And so, you know, and also it'd be odd that Chester kills himself. Two months after his close friend Chris Cornell had hanged himself, so it's 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 one of those things where you you try to think: is he did he kill himself because you know he felt so deeply lost uh, without his you know good friend, and so he hangs himself, or does something else happen? And we kind of get into that um, theory that's just been floating around Um, and so you know we'll get into this here real quick Uh, so the theory that's been uh, floating about is that uh, which essentially came up from the police investigating um, Chester's death who at the scene they feel like something's off something's not quite right and you know we have here a couple of statements that have been stated by the police officers uh, at the scene and the detectives Um, so we have here they have the police have launched a murder investigation into Chester how does he pronounce Bennington Bennington his death and insider believing he extremely likely that the Lincoln Park frontman was killed eerily similar in the circumstances to his close friend Chris. Um, so as stated by one of the officers, the murders are sometimes made to look like suicides. We think that this murder uh, we just have to find out what is behind it. Uh, we are investigating all angles. So his death is not fully ruled as suicide. And his uh, autopsy report has been held Um, unlike uh, Chris Cornell's whose autopsy was released and was you know pretty much the investigation on his death was wrapped up pretty fast and a lot of fans and his wife were not fully satisfied with the investigation of Chris Cornell's death Um, Especially people, you know, having the inside of Chris saying, hey, you know, he didn't seem to be depressed or anything like that. Um, There was no signs of wanting to commit suicide. Uh, You know, the usual usual kind of, uh, I guess, what people interpret as the usual usual, uh, signs of being, you know, separate from others and being sad and depressed. And he just didn't seem like that. And in reflection to that, we also have Chester who also didn't seem to have that um, same mindset. And we also have a couple of reports from other friends and family that knew Chester um, who didn't have that same you know, outlook to wanting to do this. Um, though in other interviews in the past, Chester has made the comment of talking about suicide. But in Chester's case, we, as far as we have from um, various friends and family, they just didn't see that. We also have here a, um, I guess, a quote here from Nikki Six who had just spoken to him and didn't seem, he seemed really happy and didn't seem like something that what occurred would have occurred. And so, you know, you have other things here that play into part where Linkin Park, you know, was launching a tour uh, with uh, Blink-182. And so, you know, you have other these other things where they had just released an album a month, uh, month prior or two months prior and, you know, was also working on other projects. Uh, the same thing with Chris, who was also getting ready to release an album and was working on, on tours, on tour dates. So, you know, it's kind of like it just doesn't make sense and it doesn't add up. Um, especially, if, you know, if you're a fan, you know, you try to make sense of this and you just don't see it. Um, and so we look at what we we're able to find with the, the autopsy. Uh, Hoffman, did you get anything on, on Chris Cornell's uh, autopsy report? Well, there were just some things that didn't make sense.
1: Uh, I mean, if you look at the crime scene photos... Uh, there's blood underneath, uh, on the floor, uh, where the exercise band landed, mm-hmm. which is a little bit odd. because, I mean, if he hung himself, why would there be why blood? blood? Yeah. First of all, uh, second, Was data, it his
2: blood?
1: I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> Was it? I'm, 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 I would just assume. I mean, I
2: mean, you would assume, but what if he you fought? You assume, back?
0: but what if he fought with somebody? Whoever he fought with, cut C-cut somehow. I mean, do, is there any, any indication that that blood was tested?
1: Uh, not that I see, but there are some things that are a little bit weird about the autopsy. He had a fractured skull and fractured ribs.
0: Right, and so what would that indicate?
1: An altercation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, being punched. Right. I mean, they, I don't know if they were prior injuries, and maybe when they cut him down, he... Fell on the floor, injuring his head. But
0: would something like that be enough to cause those type of injuries? I mean, uh, so I, I don't know
1: exactly how the crime scene was set up. I don't know if he was hanging from the front door, and when the security guard busted the door down, right? He may have l- released the tension on the exercise band, causing him to fall. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they were, those injuries were done post mortem, right? But still. That's, that's sort of curious to have broken ribs and a fractured skull.
0: And how many ribs were are talking about here? Uh, it
1: was nine.
2: With nine ribs? Which, I mean, you could say somebody found him and try to perform some kind of resuscitation on him, which ribs can fracture them. Yes. But nine ribs? That's excessive. That is a lot.
0: So, I mean, I'm not familiar with the whole procedure of trying to resuscitate somebody. So, would you? would that... If you were to injure somebody's ribs, would it all be in one area or would it be, like, equally divided or... I mean, does does this report say it's all on one side or... It doesn't. It doesn't indicate that. But, I mean,
2: it's, like, if somebody knows how to do, like, CPR or something like that, you know, like, they would probably
1: they'll crack a rib
2: they might crack a rib but like nine, nine I that's... mean you have to really like not know what the hell you're doing
0: it, especially <laughs> or if like be frantic or, about yeah, doing it, extremely right. um, and so, okay so with that information I mean and we obviously there's no other indication if there's it's, if it's on one side or is it somewhat equally divided mm-hmm. uh, but if let's say the who, the bodyguard who was doing this um if he was doing it frantically trying to revive him he would have more than likely if he did it correctly i'm assuming you do it on once you do it on probably either one side or on the overall chest right you're you're doing
1: cpr you're pushing down on the sternum trying to get the the heart started
0: so wouldn't you assume that it's probably if you were to crack some ribs it would probably be equally divided right uh, it maybe, depends maybe how or, uh,
1: how hard they're pushing down and, and what side of the body it. they're on. Right. But yeah, I mean with uh, CPR recently they stopped doing the mouth to mouth resuscitation, and they just concentrate on compression uh, compressing the the ribs down, trying to get blood flowing. Right. But then again, we don't know how long he had did been hanging. Yeah. Because oh, okay. that, yeah. I mean they they estimate what, what time did they kick down the door? Uh, let's see. I think it was something like 11.30 when they went it up was to do pretty, that.
0: Yeah, it was almost midnight.
1: And it was after the after their show. So, I mean, most shows end around, what, 10, 10.30? Mm-hmm. So he would have a good 30 minutes to an hour to go back to his room, prep, and hang himself. Right. And, I mean, to kill someone, you you need to be brain dead for, what, six minutes? Right
0: about I mean I I assume I've never killed anybody (laughs) (laughs)
1: I mean that's how long you have to like suffocate the brain right for it to completely die yeah and it's not a a quick way to go either right so I mean both of these artists uh, have a tainted past they both dealt with drugs Uh, they were uh, recovering they went through rehab at some point right But Chester had an additional thing, which was that he was abused as a
0: child and molested. Yeah, compared to Chris Cornell, which just
1: did a bunch of drugs. drugs. I mean, it was the '90s.
0: So, I mean, um, with that said, I mean you could say Chester had more of a psychological reasoning to do that. But I mean, to do it, to do it on your friends. Birthday. It's kind of like something. He's he's leading to something, right? So, the Los Angeles County Medical Examiner's office confirmed that the 4001 um, Chester was funded, Uh, but they refused to provide details, uh, uh, any other information as to what was conducted or what they did and what were their findings. Um so and so then the media tries to, you know, they they I guess they conduct a parallel between the two deaths because you know it being about around two months and you know, they're both musicians, they're both highly recognized. they two they are together. Popular. They've worked together. Um, and and obviously the good friends. Uh, They both, unfortunately, passed the same way. Um, And so you kind of try to see if this is something more like... um, If Chester was, you know, almost... I don't know, for lack of a better word... um, Connecting with Chris through the same type of, you know, off-going, you know... I mean, there's no other way to put it, but um, so we dig in deeper and we then find an article, which we'll definitely post that starts a theory of what else could occur. Because I mean, at this point, everyone's thinking, you know, this is a little bit odd that, you know, they're both their lives parallel to each other. And here we have Chris you know, uh, on his untimely death, killing himself uh, in a similar fashion. Um, So, we get this um, theory uh, that uh, a close friend of Cornell says that Cornell was actually shown a black book that included the names of his professional associates. After setting up his foundation and investigating further, Cornell was close to the exposing of a network of pedophiles working with the entertainment industry. a dangerous job that considered he considered his, his duty to reveal this information. Um, but his close friends believe he was taken out before he can you know, finish the project. Um, So, right now, there's a lot of information circulating that there was a documentary in the works. There was a lot of investigation of some of these close associations and associates of Chris Cornell. And so, you, you hear about this, and then you read about it, and you think, well, holy shit, you know, you have here Chester, who was molested as a child. And you have Chris Cornell who started a, f- a foundation to protect those um, and so you try to look at what they've uncovered here or what they could be doing so I, I, if you look at the information that we were being told if this is true then you know you definitely have something of a potential of Murder. There's Um, a motive. There's definitely a motive. If you're, if you're one of these people in the industry, um, and you work with these very successful acts, these big name bands, and you're somebody who's making money off this industry, and you're making lots of money, you know, and if you're somebody who is on top of that, and you're maybe our participant or. Uh, somebody who has a fairly amount of knowledge of the people who are participating, then you have assets that are now in danger of being uncovered, and then you have millions at stake. So, going down deep this rabbit hole, uh, you then, what What do you do? What do you do if your, your money is in danger of being taken away? You want to kind of stop what. Could be damaging to your industry, right? Nip it in the bud. Yeah, exactly. Um, you want to clean out the the trash, so to speak, and you want to take wanna, out the trash. Take, take out the, the trash. trash. <laughs> um, clean the trash. Clean off the trash. <laughs> and clean it out, and then take it out. Um, <laughs> but you you definitely want to get that you know fixed, you know. And so, what what does someone do? I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, I guess you would take out the person, right? And make it look like... And this is something that detectives also saw that was odd at Chester's... um, At his house. That there was just some things that just didn't look right. Um, And so you're kind of like, Okay, so what's what's going on here? Uh, What do we have here? And so we have here a bit of more information, uh, you know, with uh, Chris Cornell. And so the investigator, uh, Randy Cody, who's uh, among the question of the suicide ruling, he points out and proceeds of the timeline gaps, uh, forensic questions that are not being answered. And the two sides of Cornell's head—he, I guess, how Hoffman stated that he had injuries to his uh, to the back of his head, and not to mention also the the broken ribs. So, and some of this stuff is actually, I guess, not really pointed out and not further looked into, and so that's why fans and Cornell's wife—it's not really happy and satisfied with the findings so um, we have here uh, a reporter speaking to the Detroit free press referred to the Detroit police scanner audio in which the medic is heard saying patient did not have an exercise rubber band around his neck suggesting the possible uh, the strangulation well obviously it was taken off um so the trauma and the they also talk about the trauma to the back of the head um, They also mention history of depression and this is all you know being stated through through the audio scanner patient is cool to touch that means he's been passed uh, probably for a, quite a bit of yeah, time
1: It takes a while for a body to cool down yeah and so much.
0: the the examiner here is saying that okay his body is pretty cold. Um, so, either A, could the temperature of the room have any effect on the body? Like, let's say he had it down to a very cold temperature. Would that affect the body's temperature after death? Do you know? I mean, externally. Externally? Like, and
2: internally, like, I mean, if you're alive, you're going to have the same <gasps> temperature roughly, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, right.
0: So, I mean, if so, there's no blood circulating, obviously, you know, and the room is cold, yeah. the body would get cold. It's a two to six hours. Right. For it to uh, get cold, or for your motors to set in,
1: right. and for uh, let's see, uh, cooling grade. We're getting into differential equations here.
0: Uh, so, a good amount of time. For it to go down to sixty-five degrees, it would take twelve hours. Okay, so, so, but, so for the medic to say, oh, his, his body is really cold. He's been dead he's, for he's been an hour. Or two. Right. Um, so, but then Cody also questions the medic if the medics really broke that many ribs in the effort to resuscitate him. Like
2: trained paramedics.
0: Um, trained paramedics, would, I mean, if they were performing CPR, would they really break that many ribs? And so he questions, and he, in a statement, he says, "You mean these medics did nine rib fractures during CPR? I'm not buying it," says Cody, uh, who also believes that Cornell was killed because of his, uh, you know, him trying to expose a child's sex ring. So we have this other detective also kind of stating, "Hey, look, I'm, I don't, something's up here. So there's questions not being answered." this investigation was wrapped a little too quick there's questions that need to be asked and so you know there's definitely these questions not being asked so um and no, again nobody's really happy with uh, some of these findings
2: it's like what i always say though it's almost like they always just find those people that have that history of drug abuse or maybe have been open about like depression struggles and stuff like that and then it's just like oh well they obviously killed themselves you know what i
1: mean right so i'm I'm looking up at uh cpr books here right (laughs) (laughs) and one of the things is are you likely to break ribs when performing compressions especially on the elderly no he was 51 years old Mm -hmm. you may find yourself breaking the patient's ribs This is often feels like flicking of the finger on one hand uh, onto the palm of the other. Now if you hear this, carry on regardless. This is a sign that you're performing good strong compressions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you feel things breaking (laughs) in your hands, keep going. So does it say what is the likelihood of how many ribs you would be able to break on somebody? It doesn't say,
1: but it says uh, oftentimes the cracking sound you hear is just the cartilage of the ribs and the sternum's breaking, and not the bones themselves. If bystanders are concerned about uh, the injury to the patient, you may want to remind them that it's life over limb. (laughs)
2: Life over rib.
0: Wow. Well then.
1: uh, And this is official. (laughs) It's official. It's official.
2: <laughs> well, isn't that way like uh, good Samaritans can get kind of in trouble sometimes? They try right. to help out, and then they, they end just end make the situation worse, ribs, yeah. and they end up suing yeah. them for broken ribs or some shit like that. So. Yeah. So uh, that's mm,
0: yeah, that's just a sticky situation there. Yeah, but nine sounds excessive. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like that's, you felt
2: that's... nine things breaking. You're like, no, no, keep like, going. How
0: many ribs does a skeleton have? Yeah, I mean, I think it's
2: like seven on each side. I don't
0: know. Uh I'm, I'm not very.
2: We should we should have brushed aware. the front of anatomy. I'm <laughs> not of anatomy very 36, well.
0: Thirty-six. Um, uh, was it like fourteen? I don't know. I thought it was like 14. twenty-two. Well then, twenty-four.
2: Oh well, we're close, right?
0: <laughs> so um, yeah,
1: that's almost half. Almost half of his ribs are broken. Right,
0: that's, that's a good amount. Five. And then we're not we're not being told what the details of that. Of, okay, so what side of these ribs are on? Are, are are they on one side entirely? Are they evenly on both sides? Like, is are there Are they bruising? randomly? <laughs> is there is there a bruising on the body where it looks like he may have gone into some kind of fight uh, with somebody? Um, is there anything missing from his hotel? I mean, his hotel room. Do you think it was broken into? I mean, you know, I'm like thinking like if somebody
2: was kicked, you know, in the ribs, like that could break them, but that's right. what, like, is there a way to tell? I'm sure yeah. there is. Yeah, I'm sure there, there is. is. As far as like but again, and all that.
0: again, we have here, you know, the autopsy report, but again, it was wrapped up so fast that there was questions unanswered. This is just not anybody that was just, you know, in any situation. You shouldn't just wrap a death is so fast
2: they always do though it's always like well they they had you become a number this history of blah 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 and therefore it must have
0: been yeah it must have been
2: clearly like that's what happened yeah, yeah.
0: he was depressed and that's what happened but and see th-
2: neither one of these guys left a suicide note right
0: exactly okay like, so where is one that one of them at?
2: had what six kids the other Cr- had one uh, Chester yes so like you're leaving behind, you know, wife, kids, family, whatever. Like, yeah. wouldn't you
0: say something? Yeah, to them? wouldn't you want to have? I mean, a final statement or something like something. Maybe a note directing each of your kids. You know, your wife. You we, would want to leave something like do that, we know right? Any
1: like phone calls prior to? I, as I far think as, it's as either case, friend,
0: I as far as Cornell, no. I mean, his wife was trying to get in touch with him. With Chester, it was just, yeah. Yeah, and with Chester, his wife was out of town um, on, on a vacation trip uh, with the kids. And so, you know, we just have, like, again, like every fucking mysterious death, we have a missing information. And we have fucking beginners here running the show. Um, amateur hour. It's fucking amateur hour. I don't know what kind of fucking operation you're running here, but it's, you know, for lack of a better word, it's a fucking Mickey Mouse operation. Running here. <laughs> um, completely I mean, fucking unprofessional. But again, you have here investigators and detectives asking all these questions, and none of these fucking questions are being answered. Um, especially, you know, the investigation in Detroit. I don't know what kind of fucking shit they're running in Detroit, but it's not a good one. Um, so, you know, you have all these uh, questions, and again, nobody is satisfied with the autopsy report, um, and nobody satisfied with the investigation on either end. Um, so, when we look into um, Chester's death, uh, we look at when we look at that, and you know, the detectives suspected foul play, and so you know, with all the information coming out and was being said, you know, they stopped before ruling it as a suicide and started an investigation on a possible murder. And so, um, some of these uh, investigators and detectives, they believe that the the death scene um, may have been arranged to look like a suicide scene. And so, I mean, these... Are trained professionals they see this shit every day so you know you would believe on what they say that it's plausible that somebody may have broken in attacked Chester and overpowered him, uh, and, staged him it. and staged his death as a suicide um so they're definitely not ruling that out and they definitely from the statements is they put a team to investigate the place Um, so they are definitely refusing to rule out a criminal homicide so they're obviously going to look at the full extent of the scene and every possible neck and cranny to see what they're able to find So, do we have any information
1: on that? No, I was actually looking up uh, suicidal tendencies to see if anything matched up with them. Right. And what I found was, and this is more for Chester than for Chris, because Chris's case, I mean, there's a lot of open questions. Very open questions. We don't know exactly what led up to that point. Right. Um, but for Chester, since it was his friend, I mean, he sung at his funeral, um, so signs of suicidal tendencies are excessive sadness and moodiness, which, I mean, his friend died two months ago, which is part of the grieving process, you're going to be sad, you're going to go through those ups and downs, hopelessness, sleep problems, sudden calmness, which, I mean, we're not close to the family, so we don't know if... His moods were just off the chart. Right. Uh, Withdrawal, change to personality and appearance, dangerous self-harm behaviors, recent trauma or life crisis, which is a huge strike for Chester. But the thing that doesn't make sense is most of the time they make preparations. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, reasons to kill yourself for them would be family history of suicide, uh, people with a friend or co-worker who just committed suicide, mm-hmm. uh, people who have a history of physical, emotional, or sexual abuse, which is him as well, uh, long-term pain or dis- uh, disability, terminal, terminal illness, um, people who are prone to violent or impulsive behavior. Now, another thing is financial status and I just looked up Chris Cornell and Chester Chester's worth in 2015 or 2017 was 25 million dollars Chris Cornell was 60 Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so I mean they, they had a cushy lifestyle right I mean at that point you don't have to worry about any any money so what would lead Chris to kill himself right Chester I can understand but Chris I
0: I don't know so as far as the update that we have here and this is as of two days ago um, investigators have turned up no obvious signs of drug use Uh, so they found no drugs Uh, law enforcement sources tell us that the investigators found no illegal drugs or prescription drugs while searching the home of Chester after his suicide, uh, so they like, they turn up the house and there's nothing as far as uh, illegal drugs or prescriptions. They did find a uh, a bottle of alcohol in the bedroom, um, which is weird because it's like the only thing that is found, but. Uh, I mean, if you if you drink alcohol, you have more than one bottle.
2: Like that's not unusual that's, considering. <laughs> and yeah,
0: and so considering, you know, his uh, his bandmates being aware, obviously, of his uh, of uh, his inner demons and everything he had been going through, um, you know, uh, knowing that the bandmates themselves had also uh, tried uh, staging an intervention. Um, a couple of times so at least one that we know of um but i mean he was open about drug use so to find no drugs the last of his day that means he was definitely off the drugs because he had reported uh uh, had used acid meth crack and and some other drugs uh (laughs) So all the drugs. <laughs> all the drugs. Uh, so we, you know, we have this uh, open information from Chester himself. But again, we have here that the, his, uh, the drugs in the system and the toxology, the toxicology, is still pending. So we don't have any other information on that. So what? What do we know here? I mean, we have a lot of questions, definitely unanswered. And so, you know, what do what do you guys think of that? That, you know, there's no, no drugs found, and with his history uh, of drug use and no prescription pills also found within the home. So
2: what, are you saying, like, where's you, the drugs? Like, why is there no drugs? Um, well, I mean, if, if people
0: right. were saying that he's depressed, okay, when you're depressed, there's a good chance you're, you're going to start using something.
2: Was he going through withdrawal? I mean, how long ago was it that he stopped doing drugs? I mean...
0: You know? Well, just because you stop using drugs doesn't mean... It's a constant struggle. It's a, it's a constant struggle, so, you know...
2: Well, that's what I'm saying, withdrawal. Like, that's...
1: It's because Joe is chasing a high when you're doing drugs.
0: Yeah. Um, so, what do you think that he... If there was no drugs or prescription pills of any sort, that means he was off, right? Um, Mm. And then, wouldn't you think it's a little weird that there's no drugs of any sort? (laughs) It's just the way you say it. You're like, where is the drugs? I mean, (laughs) mean, no, but like, okay, so you think he drank a a, a bottle of, you know, of some kind of like liquor and then he hanged himself? Well, I mean, mean, the,
2: the cause of death isn't...
0: Like overdosing, so... I mean, well, it was, no, it's not overdosing, it but usually, button. sometimes you want to, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't attempted to quit suicide, so, you know, that's not my mindset. But the curiosity of, you know, not finding any drugs, I mean, I, you know. Well, so
1: I found this article from 2009 saying, Chester, I'm quoting Chester here, I don't know when to stop when I'm in that mood or mode. I'll go through a gallon of Jack Daniels and down some antidepressants in one night and keep on going. I just hate my life. And at one point, I love my band, career, and friends. But when I'm home from tour, I can't deal with stuff. And I would just begin drinking. Pretty so.
0: It's a pretty dark place. But I mean, here you have him stating that, okay, so he's going to drink. He's also going to. I guess, pop some pills, you know? mm mm-hmm. So...
1: I mean, he sounds like an escapist, though. Like, well, yeah. he doesn't like being by himself. by himself. yeah. And I think this is a situation. He had just gone through a tragedy of losing his friend. Yeah. And he was by himself, couldn't deal with it, and saw that as a way out. Right.
2: So there, there's actually a letter he wrote to his friend Chris right after his passing. Um, it's kind of short. I'll just read it real quick. Um... He wrote, Dear Chris, I dreamt about the Beatles last night. I woke up with the Rocky Raccoon playing in my head and a concerned look on my wife's face. She told me my friend had just passed away. Thoughts of you flooded my mind and I wept. I'm still weeping with sadness and as well as gratitude for having shared some very special moments with you and your beautiful family. You have inspired me in so many ways you could never have known. Your talent was pure and unrivaled. Your voice was joy and pain, anger, forgiveness, love and heartache all wrapped up into one. I suppose that's what we all are. You helped me understand that. I just watched a video of you singing A Day in the Life by the Beatles and thought of my dream. I'd like to think that you were saying goodbye in your own way. I can't imagine a life, or I can't imagine a world without you in it. I pray you find peace in the next life. I send my love to your wife and children, friends and family. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life. With all my love, your friend, Chester. So, uh, just reading that, I mean, it makes me think, he may have been taking his friend's death pretty hard. Um, you know, it kind of goes along with what Hoffman was saying with suicidal tendencies and, you know, having that kind of reaction after somebody close to you has committed suicide. But, right. What do, what do y'all think?
0: Um, I mean, the letter is really well written. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really well written. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely you, you, you hear the, the emotion.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it's to be expected. It's oh, yeah, of course. It's a close friend, yeah. you know. It's obviously there's going to be grieving. You have to go through the process. Like that's not unheard of. It's expected. So. Right. Um, but like I, the way both of them didn't leave a suicide note, I think is that's really the, weird.
0: Yeah, that's the Either way. one of the odd parts, and I think that's why the detectives and the investigators in Chester's case. It doesn't fit that mo near, of yeah, somebody who commits suicide who's right. been. And then I mean Cornell, thinking think about that's it, yeah, also another issue, um, especially with the bits of information that have come out uh, with uh, with his uh, with his findings of the nine broken ribs, the injuries behind the head. Um, Things don't match up. Yeah, uh, with him See, not, he was really
2: like haphazard, too. The way they
0: well, sh- so the wife actually, I, I'm just really quick calling this. The wife actually called like right after his concert and he wasn't answering the phone so why don't you answer the phone at least to hear your wife's voice right like time. that
2: one thing you're like let me just take this call you know what I mean yeah exactly and you hear that a lot with sometimes people that were maybe contemplating suicide and like they just got a call like just right, right at, at the, the right time. moment and they're like ah right. fuck like and they didn't go through with it you know right so yeah. um, I think a phone call from your wife would maybe be that want call to answer it right I would
1: fucking answer it I mean I mean I had a A friend um, She actually just moved out to Seattle Not too long ago But she she had a really close friend That committed suicide And right before he did it He called And she didn't answer And like she carries that with her Mm -hmm. It's like if I just would have answered Like I could have saved him Or at least we could have had a conversation Maybe he would have changed his mind You know Yeah it's like that last little piece of Could have been a pivotal moment.
0: Yeah. yeah, it could have been like a, a moment where you could have changed someone's mind. Yeah. Changed the... Yeah, because you're, you're leaving behind
2: course. like a, you know, wife, family. like right. It could be like, wait, I do have something to live for. Like, don't do it, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, it's definitely, definitely tough. Um, you know, you hear his uh, his emotions in there. Um so with that, I mean very unexpected uh, in both deaths. Uh, so with that you we look back to what was previously said about uh, Cornell's closest friends referring to a black book that was shown um, that you know included included a, a lot of... Uh, professional associates in the entertainment industry and you know when you when you hear and when you read about the entertainment industry and about these uh, sex abuse allegations and cases and network of pedophiles and uh, you look at a lot of the cases in, in, in the past um, you sort of wonder okay there's maybe a Piece of information here that's uh, you know that's definitely accurate to what's occurring. I mean, you look at uh, um, everything from Polanski to Woody Allen to Brian Singler with his uh, um, you know weird you know parties uh, that he was doing um, out there with like young young men and people who you know trying to get into the industry who more than likely are probably willing to do a lot and try to, you know, become famous uh, cause honestly a lot of these people just want to become famous um, you know, they they want to be uh, in front of the TV on the silver screen uh, so, you know they've, you know, taken advantage of, uh, of some of these people who, you know, definitely want to get out there and uh you know uh, you read some of these reports and some of these cases you know whether it be recently or you know, in the past uh, what do you guys think about that? What do you think about the industry that's a lot of actors and producers that have talked about within themselves that's like an open secret kind of thing that is kind of like well documented through the history of Hollywood
1: I mean, there's a, a lot of cases that are suppressed through the courts. A lot of settlements out of court. Right. And I mean just some of the stuff that these guys are tweeting. Uh what was that guy's um the one with the feet?
0: <sighs> yes. Uh, and he's a Nickelodeon. Dan Schneider Dan from Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Oh, right, yeah. right.
1: And he uh, deals with children. He deals with children exclusively.
0: And, yeah, exactly. And you're like, wait, what did he do? Tell this fan, um, it's uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's fucking weird, it's fucking weird I think, to say the least. It's an um, abuse of power, man. It's definitely abuse of power, and you kind of think, of like, okay, so he is definitely making a lot of money for Nickelodeon, and so I mean, if you think about it, and the this aspect of the entertainment, and if if it's exactly what some people state it is, then you're looking at a lot of money at stake. Um, you know, a lot of money that is liability. Could, too. Li, well, yeah, liability. Nobody wants
2: to go down for all that
0: stuff. Um, <laughs> that nobody really, yeah, nobody wants to deal with all that. But at the same time, you have um, people who that's what they're making. Their whole livelihood. I mean, you're kind of, you know, putting this at risk of people who, you know, depend on these people for, you know, their bread and butter. You know, that they're the bread and butter uh, of, of their earnings, and they're making the industry a lot of money, and they. Um, are definitely supporting a lot of people. I mean, not just from the actors, but you're talking about writers, uh, uh, you know, the directors themselves, associates. Uh, it's like a assistants. big fraternity
2: of this stuff going on. Right. Nobody's going to talk. Nobody's going to talk.
0: Because they're not really, so to speak, directly involved, but they're involved they're in a way weird. that they depend on this one person. Uh, and because they're upheld to power and they're making. They're allowing it to happen, and the company money. Yeah, they allow it to happen because, again, nobody wants to say anything. Nobody wants to jeopardize their career or be blacklisted. Um, You know, they're. You know, I'm sure there's people who have been blacklisted uh, because they may have said something or may have, uh, you know, uh, stand out against you know some of the stuff that uh, was occurring. You know, Uh, I'm pretty sure some of these. You know potential big names, you know, that stood up and said, "Hey, you know, I'm not gonna take your shit." And well,
2: you see all those kind of rising stars, and then all of a sudden they, started, they just like crack disappear. and fucking child like, star, have child star. Like,
0: I mean, yeah, you have people like Amanda Bynes, who we don't know what exactly happened to her, but well, she's
2: bipolar, I think. Um, but
0: yeah, I mean, but either way, <laughs> did she suffer from you know abuse? I mean, her being a child actor. Um, you know, was that something that she dealt with? I mean mm-hmm. she was a uh, a star I mean, from did the you millennium. ever watch the Amanda Bind It was pretty off. Yeah, it was, was all, over all over the place. Um but I mean, you know, with Cory with Corey Philman and uh, Corey Cory um, you you get a bit of an insight of how their life was. Their um, lifestyle. Yeah, definitely, especially with uh Philman's book. And so there's a lot of information being uh, divulged in his book about his experience as a child star in the entertainment world, uh, with he dealt with people who just wanted to molest him, wanted to abuse him, um, trying to flee from one group to another and you know, finding himself in the same situation.
1: Think about the mentality of the person that's actually going through, through it, right? Right. So they've gotten all this fame and fortune... And if they were to say something right. they lose it. But yeah. people like Corey Feldman that went through Hell well they went through drug abuse, ended up losing everything, trying to make a comeback, and now that they're saying something, they they're finding trouble
0: finding work. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. They're but you're, speaking you're about out it.
2: once you once you speak out. Once you it. out them, you're out. Like right. you're not gonna get oh, back in that. He in this might way.
0: say something about me. Yeah, you know, that kind of that like, kind of
2: thing. We can't, you know, keep that, doing what we're doing with him yeah,
0: around. <laughs> that uh, stigma of you know whatever. I mean, you have here again. Um, not not to be picking on on on, on Brian, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you have. Um, big names like Brian Singer who directed X-Men big fucking box office hits um you know him having these lavish parties or allegedly having these lavish parties um with these uh young men um you know who have like a tremendous amount of power in Hollywood especially with your fucking name like that in these big box office hits um Within, what if you try to work for him, and then you say, "You know, no, no, I'm gonna out you." Well, what is he gonna do? He's gonna fucking kill your career. Um, he's gonna say, "Hey, don't work with this guy. He might divulge your secrets if he knows any secrets." Um, so there, I could, I could definitely easily see that that that's something that people fear Hollywood doing.
2: I mean, it's just super prevalent. Like this kind of stuff goes on.
0: Everywhere. with
2: adults, like female mm-hmm. actresses, you hear like the whole casting couch bullshit that goes on. Right. Um, like that I mean if adults are being coerced into this kind of stuff right because they want in you know they, they want to break into the industry or they want to stay in the industry means, yeah. like kids are way way more at risk for this oh yeah definitely the parents it's, that are if the looking the other around, way be yeah. because the they greed. also want yeah. the kids to stay in that um, so
0: yeah the greed is definitely a, I would say a factor especially when the parent when the parents managing, uh, managing the, the kids um mm-hmm. is a good you example. hear these Together.
2: people like firing their parents as their manager like
1: or I wonder divorcing why divorcing <laughs> their parent
0: you know yeah Macaulay um, Culkin. <laughs> uh, there's definitely a lot of uh, uh child celebrities who definitely have divorced their parent
2: like what's that the one girl from Modern Family uh um,
0: it's Ariel Winter yeah right Ariel Winter um yeah she divorced her parents um and I guess then
2: her sister is like her guardian now or something yeah her like sister is her well. guardian
0: um wonder, yeah and so there's a lot of that in Hollywood and the, you know you at, at that point you're kind of left in a vulnerable state um, you know uh, you don't have somebody to actually, uh, <clears throat> actually trust uh, My know getting dry <laughs> so excuse me so <laughs> you, you have nobody to actually trust I mean you have here Corey Filman who kind of went through the same thing where he couldn't trust anybody in the entertainment business, and he only had a few uh, friends, which so happened to include Michael Jackson. Um, in his book, he mm. speaks about Michael Jackson as an actual true friend, uh, <laughs> despite with uh, all the allegations uh, with Michael Jackson. Um, Stillman, you know, says, "Hey, there was never any kind of abuse on his part. He was too old." I mean, uh, (laughs) this wasn't (laughs) upward
2: anymore? What are you trying to say? He's not about that life anymore.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, uh, we're dealing with something serious here. Serious,
0: Hoffman. uh, Son of a bitch. Um, I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, I mean, you have here Feldman, who. Why would I not take his word that Michael Jackson didn't touch him? Which I, I believe him. Settlements. I mean,. Also this. No, I mean he <laughs> remained friends for with him for a very long time, in um, his book he discusses, um, you know, that they were for a very good wow, uh, right before he even wrote his uh, his book, which uh, he started writing, I guess, back in two thousand one. So they they were friends for quite some time. Um, so, you know, you have here a felon who's outing every other fucking person out there, so why would he not...
2: But not Michael Jackson da, But not of Michael all Jackson people. of all
0: people. You know, he's talking about fucking you know, associated directors, he's talking about writers, he's talking about you know, other people. I mean, they may not be exactly, you know, he doesn't really reveal truly their, their full names, and he doesn't uh, divulge a whole lot of that information, but he divulges enough information to get a good insight of his life. And it like, I read some of it, you know, um, and it's pretty fucking graphic, um, to say the least. And it's real, and it's raw, and he talks about, you know, uh, doing cocaine uh, with uh, with Haynes and with his other good friend, Corey, uh, who was also, you know, going through the same type of hell. Uh, so it's, you know, it's something that, you know, that's big in Hollywood. I mean, should it be fucking accepted? No, should people stand up for it you know against it yeah people should stand up against it um and and you know kind of out the people who are behind it um but time will tell maybe some someday somebody is gonna fucking write a book that's gonna reveal full names and a list um, whether it gets published or it gets posted online. I mean.
2: Well, I feel like people are trying to do that, but they are, never live to tell the tale. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: <laughs> Being so suppressed. Hopefully somebody would be smart about it and actually just post it online and have somebody continuously post it through various outlets um, and maybe even get out the full word on what's going on in Hollywood behind those uh, scenes.
1: We should get in contact with Anonymous.
2: <laughs> right. You think can
0: Anonymous will help uh, us, us out here? <laughs> yeah. Know? Get some evidence. Some text messages. <laughs> some <laughs> emails. Hack awesome. some, <laughs> <computers, recordings, laughs> some computers. Hack some computers. Who's Um, You know, something like that <laughs> that, would, that would be that would be something be <laughs> that would definitely destroy Hollywood and a lot of big names.
2: Well, there's rumors that, like, there's also, you know, that some of these people are really just kind of being used as, like, call girls or cowboys if that's a term, you know, right. like, they they may be celebrities, but they're getting passed around, and that's I, just kind of part
0: of the industry. Right. I've heard of that before.
2: Yeah, so... Um,
0: that's a, a, a common practice, if you will, in...
2: And with that kind of stuff, there probably is a little there black book. There probably is, yeah. There probably is. Who is allowed on this um, list? And exactly, a lot of that stuff works by like referring. Yeah. Like you can't get in on that unless somebody that is already there. Well, gets not, you not not
0: to derail too far off the topic. I mean, you had uh, I don't know if y'all remember Heidi flies I believe that was her name. Um, who she was a a pimp, yeah, she was women, pimp. Right? a woman, right? Was she? um I guess there's a mistress a mistress, a, mistress um, a madam a madam <laughs> um a shot caller I don't know um that had she had a black book which contained the names of very important Hollywood entertainment figures who were buying um I guess escorts um and uh, she went to she went to jail for all that um you know uh and that book supposedly kept a lot of names um, in that book um, I'm actually trying to look for uh, some of that information here but um that that definitely was like a big a big fucking deal because again it included it included a lot of people in Hollywood that were it all involved, know, involved um, in this kind of uh in this kind of a uh, you know there's a, there's a movie a made
2: for TV movie in 2004 called Call Me the Rise and Fall of Heidi Flies. I don't know his
0: name, but I think, it's flies. I think it's Flies. I want to say it's name. Yeah, it's Flies. But here I have uh, an article from 2016 uh, which states it's revealed for the first time ever the A list stars of the notorious Madame's Black. Um, and judging by the picture I know this is true but uh, it, I'm looking at this uh, I'm going to share it here with you guys and we'll determine if we'll, we'll post it or you could just look it up. I mean if you look up her name Heidi flies, you definitely see this article that uh, I'm sharing uh, with these guys here um, that if you look at the the first image that pops up you kind of like okay, are these people involved? Like, are uh, they victims or are they involved? Like, uh, yeah. honestly, don't so, know. So <laughs> you know, you're kind of like, uh, um, so famous yeah. faces, though. You're famous faces, exactly. And so you're like, okay, are these actual people involved, or this is something like false type of information? Because you have here big names. I mean. Everyone knew that, I mean, and it's publicly posted and publicized that Charlie Sheen was involved in, in that as a big customer. Um, no surprise there. Um, Not but I know. Yeah, but I mean, you then you go down and you look some at this list, and um, you have some really big names. Um, big names big names, uh, actors, directors, uh, producers, um, (coughs) excuse me, um, you, and this, this is, this book is nothing to mess with, I mean, it definitely goes from the rich, the rich and very rich and famous, um, people in Hollywood, um, so, yeah, you could definitely look this up, just look up and you'll, you'll get that bit of information. Um, and you'll be shocked at some of these names that are on this list. Uh, and then maybe not surprised either. Uh so <laughs> kind of like, yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I can see That's that. Um, especially this one person here. Uh, I can see that. And this other person, I could definitely see that. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> look that up. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely something that occurs in Hollywood. I mean, this is just one thing. Why, if this exists, why wouldn't the other exist? Um, just the kind of bullshit that runs there. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? Final thoughts?
2: It's crazy. <laughs>
0: it's <sighs> <sighs> man. It's bananas.
2: I mean, I th- it, I think it's definitely going on. I mean, we don't know the depth about how much it goes on but
1: I know exactly is involved we know there's a lot of
2: sex offenders out there in the world and what happens when you give them power and money well they can abuse that even so much more you know and there's always going to be like I said that influx of people that want to be famous and they're going to either be too naive to (laughs) walk out of a situation or they're just going to end up being trapped into it just because they're already at a certain level of success so they don't really want to mm-hmm. lose that. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. People need to start talking about it a little bit more, I think, because right. it's out there for sure.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's a huge taboo. That's why people don't want to talk it's about it. It's a stigma, it. yeah. yeah. It's
2: like once you talk about it, like you're just that weirdo that, you know,
1: Pedophile. nobody wants
2: to hire anymore.
1: I'm probably being tracked already for looking pedophilia up. <laughs> just the term.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Like I'm <laughs> actually turning you in
0: right now. <laughs> uh, what the- <laughs> he made me German. look it up he made me look it up I have the audio where he said that he was gonna look it up on his own <laughs> this is gonna um, be edited
2: down to us saying like shit we never actually said
0: right uh, exactly how much uh, do you hate me man <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you gonna blackmail me now <laughs> <laughs> you work for me now um
0: this is how it happened that's probably exactly <laughs> what see like <laughs> it's already happening it's happening right before your eyes or ears um, yeah, I. Hopefully, you know the um, the investigation with uh, Chester here gets on its way, and we're able to find out a lot more information on what occurred, and and you know, definitely the findings of the investigators and the detectives, um, uh, what they're able to, you know, rule out and what they're able to find, if anything, especially with the autopsy and all that. Um, so, you know, hopefully in the future we'll be able to do a follow up of uh, some sort and uh, you know definitely get that information out Hoffman
1: I don't know man this is a super sensitive subject for a lot it's of various. people yeah
0: And definitely.
1: if these guys were trying to do what the reddit post said I applaud them for it especially since uh, <laughs> Chester had been abused as a child
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: I mean they're working towards a cause so
0: Say, so hurry for them. Yeah. And hopefully, whoever, if this is true, whoever did this is found and caught. Um, and process. definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's definitely not an easy topic. Um, we understand if you leave negative comments. Hopefully, you don't. But if you do, we understand. Um, and that's it. Hopefully, you like this episode and um definitely rate and comment um this uh this finding and um we'll stay tuned for the next one and uh facebook us definitely if you have any other information or you want to share your thoughts what you didn't like about this episode what you did like about this episode or if you did um yeah definitely hit us up
1: feedback Uh, we need
0: it we need it we Uh, we definitely apply those uh couple of uh you know, rates uh, on our iTunes. Definitely rate us on our iTunes and leave a comment. Um, I think we have a few, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, again, we thank our, our supporters. Saying you know who you are, uh, we thank you a lot um, for supporting our our podcast. And uh, please join us on our Facebook and on Twitter. Facebook is the Cloaked Podcast and the twitter handle is um, the cloaked underscore uh, so definitely hit us up and uh, please stay tuned for the next one have a great day